who and why we are here if we do not ask the uncomfortable questions. Without a reminder of death, we tend to take life for granted, often becoming lost in endless pursuits of self-gratification. When we keep death at our fingertips, it reminds us not to hold on to life so tightly. Maybe we take ourselves or our ideas a little less seriously. Maybe we let go a little more easily. When we recognize that death comes to everyone, we appreciate that we are all in the same boat together. And this helps us to be a bit kinder and gentler to one another. We can harness the awareness of death to appreciate the fact that we are alive, to encourage self-exploration, to clarify our values, to find meaning, and to generate positive action. It is the impermanence of life that gives us perspective. As we come into contact with life's precarious nature, we also come to appreciate its preciousness. Then we don't want to waste a minute. We want to enter our lives fully and use them in a responsible way. Death is a good companion on the road to living well and dying without regret. The wisdom of death has a relevance not only for those who are dying and their caregivers. It can help us deal with loss or a situation in which you feel caught in small-mindedness or are feeling out of control. Whether you're going through a breakup or divorce, coping with an illness, a layoff, the shattering of a dream, a car accident, or even a fight with a child or a colleague. Shortly after the famous psychologist Abraham Maslow suffered a near-fatal heart attack, he wrote a letter. The confrontation with death and the reprieve from it makes everything so precious, so sacred, so beautiful, that I feel more strongly than ever the impulse to love it, to embrace it, to let myself be overwhelmed by it. My river has never looked so beautiful. Death, in its ever-present possibility, makes love, passionate love, more possible. I'm not romantic about dying. It's hard work maybe the hardest work we will ever do in this life. It doesn't always turn out well. It can be sad, cruel, messy, beautiful, and mysterious. Most of all, it's normal. We all go through it. None of us get out of here alive. As a companion to people who are dying, a teacher of compassionate care, and the co-founder of the Zen Hospice Project, most of the folks I worked with were ordinary people, individuals coming face to face with what they imagined was impossible or unbearable, walking toward their own deaths or caring for someone they loved who was now dying. Yet most found within themselves and the experience of dying the resources, insight, strength, courage, and compassion to meet the impossible in extraordinary ways. Some of the people I worked with lived in terrible conditions in rat-infested hotels or on a park bench behind City Hall. They were alcoholics, prostitutes, and homeless folks who barely survived on the margins of society. Often they wore the face of resignation and were angry about their loss of control. Many had lost all trust in humanity. Some were from cultures I did not know, speaking languages I could not understand. Some had a deep faith that carried them through difficult times, while others had sworn off all religion. 
Nguyen feared ghosts. Isaiah was comforted by visits from his dead mother. There was a hemophiliac father who had contracted the HIV virus from a blood transfusion. Years before his illness, he had disowned his gay son, but at the end of life, father and son were both dying of AIDS, lying next to one another in twin beds in a shared bedroom, being cared for by Agnes, the father's wife, and the son's mother. Many people I work with died in their early twenties, having hardly begun their lives. But there was also a woman I cared for named Elizabeth, who, at ninety-three, asked, Why has death come for me so soon? Some were clear as bells, whereas others couldn't recall their own name. Some were surrounded by the love of family and friends. Others were entirely alone. Alex, without the support of loved ones, became so confused from his...